Hello, 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 6 a.m. run community. Very, very thankful and grateful for you guys as a community. Really want to start off this podcast with some gratitude. You guys probably are annoyed that I do that every time, but each episode continues to grow. So I continue each episode to get more thankful. And I'm probably going to annoy you guys by starting each episode. Um, this kind of has become my like little go-to start of every episode. As you guys know, Hami Mahani here, 6 a.m. run. These podcasts are brought to you by 6amrun.com. This gentleman's been very, very patient with me, and I don't want to waste any more of his time. I have a very, very, very great guest. We're going to get right into it, who really is knows this world, knows coaching, knows motivation, everything that I think we are all about as a community. Mike Forrester, welcome to the 6AM Run podcast. I always do say, and if you've heard my episodes before, you are your own hype man. So go ahead and, and hype woman. If we when sometimes do have some women guests, I know you're, you got me another guest that I'm excited. We'll keep that as a surprise. But Mike, tell us about yourself. If you don't mind telling the audience why we pinged you today, I'm excited to get right down into our conversation that we I had to stop the pre-call because of what we're going to get into, but go ahead. Well, Hami, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Yeah. Like you said, as far as I'm a men's coach, it's not one that I stepped into like as a plan. So my past is that I went through childhood trauma, both mental, emotional, and physical. And as I got into marriage and parenting, like so many other men, I brought that pain with me and it nearly cost me my marriage, my relationship with my children. Fortunately, I stopped trying to hide and be quiet about it and actually started asking questions like, Hey, Hami, I see that you have this going with your family. How did you get there? Because mm -hmm. like so many other men, it's one of those, I'm struggling with like that just that ego, that confidence, right? Ashamed right. that if I ask a question, it's an insecure place. Yeah. And so getting to a place of healing and seeing the change that it made within my marriage, within my wife and how she grew and who she became. And then my children, all four of them are now adults, oh, wow. how they changed, man. It was one of those that as I experienced it, I wanted to see that passed along rather than the heritage that I had received of trauma and, you know, just that unhealthy pattern that we see repeated generation after generation. I want to start more from the beginning, but I also um, let us start there. When you get up to kind of more like when you start talking to people and asking questions, that's where I struggle. I feel like people don't, you know, I've met many, many rich, many successful, many quote unquote, I say quote unquote, because when you dig deep, you'll find, and I think some of our audience, I hope knows this, some of the most quote unquote successful people I've met, if you really become close to them, you'll see they're also the, probably maybe the most depressed. It's crazy to say that because what are they really living like a fulfilled life? So that's kind of where, but I do want to start from the beginning with you. Do you want to go into some of the trauma, what got you to the point, or it's up to you. I don't, sure. you know, with guests, I really want to make sure they're comfortable um, and share whatever they want to share. But I definitely, yeah. do you want to start from the beginning or do you want to kind of start and pick up where you really started the healing process? Yeah. And I'd like to touch on really quick. You're exactly spot on, Hami, where it's like we can have all the, the titles, the money and everything else. Mm -hmm. But if we're not satisfied inside, yeah, it doesn't remedy things, right? We're still who we are at our core. We just have the lipstick, the glitz, you know, we're dressed up in a suit, so to speak. 
And so for me, it was my parents both came from places where they were hurt. And so, like I talked about, I went through the mental, emotional, and physical trauma. And so from that, I don't want to make my parents out to be villains. They were doing the best that they could with who they were, you know, just like all of us as parents, we're Mm -hmm. doing the best with who we are at this time, what we've learned. You know, it's not our intention to hurt our children or hurt our spouse or anybody else, but that was unfortunately what was going on. And so my mother grew up as a very manipulative environment from her parents. Surprise. We're talking about that generational pattern. You know, what we learn, we pass on much was the case with my parents. And, you know, so she would try and manipulate things when they didn't go her way. She would get, you know, very physical. So she and I got into altercations. My dad was absent. He just didn't want to have any part of it. So we'd step back, even though he's there, he's just emotionally detached. You know, it's that that present dad, but the one that's not active. And from that, they had also said, you know, well, I think too was, let me ask you this, was his role provider though? Cause I think too, sometimes it's tougher to take on all of it. Right. Like I know even myself, that's kind of like the thing I juggle, right? Like, am I provider or am I there? And it's sometimes real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I found personally as a struggle is to compress, and this is when I was in corporate America, to compress a tough work day and kids more than anything need, I can play 20 basketball games. This is the way I can describe it. I can play 20 basketball games. My children at their youngest were more mentally exhausting than anything. Yes. So my dad had his own battle going on when he retired from the Navy. He had such an extensive background in photography that trying to get a job doing anything within photography, he was turned away because people expected him to want too high a salary. And he was literally begging for a job. So that was a demon that he battled. And so he took a job just doing security so he could provide for his family. Right. And so he was going through his own battle, kind of like you're talking about, get done with work, come back. But he also had stuff growing up that he then carried through where it wasn't an active dad for him. He was very close to his mom, but there was still stuff that carried through and he was fighting, you know, my mom and dad always fought. I mean, that was a consistent thing. And they then would, you know, take out their frustration saying, Hey, you're a mistake. We didn't intend for you. You're not going to amount to anything again it's not their intention to hurt, but they're hurting. They're lashing out. It's almost like, you know, an animal gets trapped in a corner. They're going to carry out that same thing. And when we have young kids, man, they do tap you out. You know, that's where we especially have to be vigilant about where we are energy wise. And I would imagine for many of your listeners, like running is that escape, that revitalization that gets you back in the right mental and emotional and physical place to be able to take everything else that's pulling at you just to be able to, to be back in the fight. They unfortunately didn't do anything like that. You know, my dad was reading to escape, but it wasn't anything that was recharging him. If that makes sense. No, totally. And you remember, and this is the thing, it's like, did those people have what we have today in terms of, you know, diagnoses and help and all those things. So 
it's very understandable. So, yeah, no, so that, and I appreciate you sharing. So now we come to today, if you want to kind of share how you got to where you are now. Sure. And so what happened, I, I broke down because life had a suck factor that I was tired of Hami, where I just was like, there's gotta be something better. Mm -hmm. And having grown up, it was, if you fail, that makes you a failure. Well, in asking questions, that was a sign of weakness and put me in that same category. But I was just so tired. I was like, I'm done. I want an answer. There's got to be something better because I could look at you, Hami, and go, man, he's got it all together. Like, what is my problem? Right. And so just getting to that point of frustration was where I ended up then pulling back, asking questions, starting to dig in. One of the things that held me back as well was I knew things were not ideal as a kid. I didn't realize how far off they were, but it was one of those, I didn't have the memory of a childhood to reflect upon. And so the fear was if I go and start digging, I'm going to open Pandora's box. And then what am I going to find out at that point that I haven't remembered? And if I'm not remembering it, there's got to be a reason, (laughs) you know? So almost that self-protective aspect was there. Yeah. Oh, well, now to where you got to today, get to your, however the story goes, but Mm -hmm. we get to, okay, how are you going to kind of change that cycle? Because now it seems like you figured out the way to change this. Yeah, I figured out on a large portion. There are still things, man, just like all of us, Hami, I'm still in development as far as what works for me, whether it's like my habits, how I relate with my children because they're changing, I'm changing. And so you need to be in flex. But as far as getting there, it was being in relationship with other men and just being honest about, Hami, I'm struggling with my marriage here. How are you doing it? And approaching men first to go, Hey, let's just do this on a friend basis. Cause at the time I didn't understand, Hey, there's mentors, there's coaching, there's all these other resources. I just wasn't aware, you know, it's like running. If you just take off with a pair of shoes, you don't understand style and form and pace and all these nuances. I was at the beginning. And so once I began to open and talk about things, then I could find out, Hey, there's coaching. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Now I can go read a book. And from this book, I can gain new insight. How does that impact my life? And so it was a a number of things, books, podcasts, coaching, mentoring, me wanting to change was also a pivotal component of that. Because if you had come to me and gone, Mike, you're really messing up your life. I wasn't at a point previously of wanting to make change. I didn't see that I was the issue. I saw everybody around me had the problem. So the reason things are wrong in my life is because my wife isn't doing this. My children aren't doing this. My boss isn't giving me the opportunities. You know, I was a victim is the way I saw it for everything that was going on around me. When in reality, I was the one that was holding myself back by my beliefs and the way I was then acting out from those beliefs. So, I mean, that was just, it was iteration after iteration after iteration and years of just growing through that to discover who am I? Cause I didn't know who I was. I wore masks to hide and be secure because I was almost like a chameleon. I showed up at a charade every day to go, okay, Hami's the strongest person in the room. 
I want to appeal and be approved by Hami. So who do I need to be? I go into another room. Hey, here's Ari. Okay. Ari's the strongest person there. And I'm looking to, to play up and be accepted by the most powerful person in that room to get validation. Wow. So I want to kind of get into though, now, how do you promote healing? How do you reach out to people? Is this something you do now full time? I know you're a coach, kind of like a life coach, kind of like a mentor to people. Was there education? Was there certification? Where was your journey to get you to really? Because I feel like once we get through things, mm-hmm. it's just good human nature of, all right, now I want to help people, right? So yeah. can you take us to that journey of getting the right things in the right pillars in place so you now can be a healer? Yeah. First off, I had to get myself into a place of being healed and okay. then being willing to put myself out there. Okay. Because I mean, it's almost like, hey, I can run a 5K but do I want to run a 5k with other people? Right. Right. It's being willing to be in a different environment and put yourself out there. How do I appear? Am I accepted? I had to get through that, the struggles, but in a different environment. And so helping people has always been something that's like a core tenant for me. And if you look, you'll see that with people that have gone through stuff is that they have a heart on them most times to help others because they, they want to see other people saved from that kind of pain, the trauma that they've gone through. And so that was always kind of a byproduct of what I had experienced. I was looking for people. And the other thing is it's easier for me to come in and say, Hami, here's what's going on rather than to have to look at my own stuff. Right. It's almost like that procrastination, right? You and I have a paper to turn in for science, I'm going to, you know, put it off as long as I can. Right. And so that was one way that I had dealt with stuff was in looking at other people's lives and where they were and, and coming along to support. So that's been there long term as far as getting certified. Yeah. I went through John Maxwell's certification for leadership and coaching and speaking just because John Maxwell has always been somebody that I've respected and was just an important voice, I would say both in books and in podcasts for me to like learn, oh my gosh, this is how you lead. It's not by yelling and berating. You support people and encourage them. Oh, okay. So (laughs) novel concepts, but um, yeah, at this point I have a podcast as well called living fearless today. And that came out of me seeing that I had made change in my family and their trajectory And then saying, okay, why would I want to keep this to myself? If I can change my family's trajectory and the legacy that they're going to leave, why would I not want to do that for other men? And as I was in pain, I always thought that I was the only one that was going through that at the time. Mm -hmm. Biggest lie that we can ever believe. It's because, you know, we do the silent suffering. We don't talk to each other. And so from that, it was one of, I want to see as many men healed, whether they're in a position to speak up and say, Hey, I need help. Or they're still like, I want to be in the shadows, but what can I do to take action? How can I change my life and be aware of this without really stepping into the light? So that's where the podcast came from the coaching. Yeah. One-on-one group coaching depends on how much time 
the guy is willing to invest where they're at, what their goals are, where their pain is currently, because we're all at different places. Our path is different and what we're willing to step into can be different as well. So, but yeah. So I want to get a little bit too. So the next part of the conversation where I do want to get into, and I know your time's limited. So, but I think now we talked about just human, like we were talking in the pre-call, what excites me, the mentality, right? Of people and your mentality. So what I preach and one of the things that really, really big on is I know that I'm not a meditator of sorts, but I think everyone needs like a North star. I think everyone needs, I think everyone needs a sort of, you know, whether that's religion, spiritual, whatever, you need something that guides you, right? For me, I think that if you can't be physically fit, if you can't take care of your physical fitness and make that priority number one, and I know people probably listening for the first time will think I'm crazy, but hear me out. If I can't take care of myself, how can I be the best father? How can I be the best husband? How can I be the best employee, CEO, owner, whatever title you want to give me? How can I be the best at that job if I can't be the best at taking care of myself. And my example for that is Elon Musk, Tim Cook, the biggest CEOs in this country, forget physical fitness for a second. They spend $4 million minimum a year just on security, right? To make sure they're safe so they could run their companies. What does that tell you about their needing to be alive and well and do their job, right? And by the way, they let me rephrase this. They don't pay the $4 million. Their companies pay $4 million to ensure their security because the company values them that highly. You know what I mean? So you are doing your first sprint triathlon. You are now getting you know, into this world. We talked about a runner that you also know listens to our show and we have so many, some connections here. Tell me what your thoughts are when you see these people who are struggling And then maybe do you think physical fitness is something that is necessary to also help combat that a little bit? Well, if we want to be successful, success is well-rounded. It's not success in one area. And Hami, because of my identity issues, my insecurity, when I was working corporate IT, that was one of those, I looked at it, if I could sleep four hours a night and work 70, 80 hours a week, then that proved my worth, man, I'm working to reclaim my health. It's like, because I did those things, I wasn't watching what I was eating, wasn't sleeping, wasn't drinking water. I was drinking as much water as you should. I was consuming it in soda. And so I don't think I need to go over the fact that, Hey, this is not healthy. This is not good. And all the detriment that it does, but I can tell you this that if you're vigilant about your health, mental, physical, and emotional, right? All those areas. If you're vigilant about it, you're going to see all areas of your life improve and you won't have to worry about coming back when you're 40, 50, 60 years old, working to try and gain that ground back. You're not trying to recoup or reclaim what you didn't take care of back then. You know, it'd be like saying, Hey, I've been running in these sneakers. I've run through water, mud, everything else. I've never cleaned them a day. I've had them for six months. And now all of a sudden I'm going to wash them and expect for them to be brand new. 
we would all look at that and go, nope, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Well, that's the kind of lens that we're expecting when we think, hey, I'm 30 years old. I'm going to be fine if I eat a full pizza or I just stuff my emotions. I don't talk to my wife. I'm not growing myself by listening to podcasts or reading books or conversations, anything like that. We can't have such a changed perspective when it comes to us than it does something like with the shoes, all of a sudden being in perfect condition. We have to be intentional and active and also give ourselves grace because sometimes the goal that we will set, we wouldn't set for other people. Like if I looked at you, Hami, and I said, hey, you're going to out the gates tomorrow going from couch to 5K or marathon overnight. I'm not going to expect that of you, but I no. might expect that of me. And I think we've often seen that where it's unrealistic and we set ourselves up for failure from the get-go is be intentional, set your goals, but give yourself grace, make sure it's realistic. And yeah, all those areas, mental, emotional, physical. Are- I think we all in a weird way have a distorted view of ourselves. And I'll share that with you because I never forget when I hit college, that was early, late nineties, early two thousands. It was my college years. And we were just talking about 80 stuff. And so the rock, right? Like wrestling was huge. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. the rock, right? So me and my buddies, we would use like the gyms in our college and we were, our goal was always getting bigger. Right. And I never forget at that moment in time, I, we would of course look in the mirror and I was like, I'm not getting bigger. I'm not getting bigger. My wife today will look at pictures back then and be like, where was your neck? Like, yeah, <laughs> and not, by the way, I'm not a tall guy, but it was like, I even look at those pictures and I'm like, cause now I obviously and I, like, I'm more of a, I want a slender more as you get older. I think the goal is not to be big, big, big. Right. So I look at those and I'm like, but it's funny to know that back then I was looking at myself and being like, why am I not getting bigger? Why am I not getting bigger? Reality, I was, right? But it was, you just don't see that, right? You can't, or now today, and even fast forward to today, I hear these podcasts and I kind of don't like listening to it in a weird way. I don't like my voice, right? But now I'm, I do have a more of an effort attitude, right? Mm-hmm. But still there is that part of me that I'll listen to these podcasts sometimes and be like, yo, Hami, your voice sucks. But I still do look for the motivation in, hey, we love your podcast. When an email comes through, that episode was so helpful and hit me. And it's crazy to get those right now. And we started our podcast. It was 10 listeners. You know what I mean? So now to have almost a thousand listeners per episode and be up there. So anyway, what I'm feeling is you always have this distorted view of yourself. One of my best friends, I'll mention him. Last thing I'll say, then I want you to touch on this, Mike, is like, I never forget. And I like to share some stupid things on the show. I never forget my best friend growing up and in college, when we would go out to bars and stuff, he'd be like, huh, you got to find the hot chick that doesn't know she's hot. But I say that because I'm like, now that I'm older, I'm like, we all have those insecurities. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the, the thing is, like you talked about earlier, you know, people that are successful, right? But they're still experiencing those insecurities, those frustrations. And whether you work through it for years, they still have a residence, right? Mm-hmm. You and I can podcast for five years 
we're going to look back and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I sounded like that, said these things, did these things. But here's the thing. If we don't start, we don't improve. And so it's being able to give ourselves enough grace as we're growing through it to be able to continue to work through those insecurities. If you said out of the gate a month into it, oh my gosh, we've got 10 people. Ah, this doesn't matter. Uh, nobody's listening. You're not going to get to the point where you're then having everybody that's listening now. And the same thing is running. I mean, none of us, like we talked about, are going to be running a 10K starting off the couch tomorrow. Right. And so it's being able to to jump in and continue to progress. That doesn't mean that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I wonder if, if I can continue running this well or anything like that. Those doubts, those kind of, I'll say insecurities, but those things where you're kind of doubting your ability or what you can achieve, they're going to be there. I mean, you can look at these other podcasters that are out there. They still have stuff that they wonder, is anybody listening? Am I making an impact? There's always questions that are going to be there, but it's continuing to put in the reps and move through it, you know, to put the miles in and just work through it. Because if we look at has the doubt removed, we won't continue to get to the goal that we've set because the journey is just going to wear us too fast. And so it's having faith that, yep, I can get through this regardless of what voices I'm hearing. I'm going to tell myself a different truth, right? I'm running well. I can continue to make this. I can get to this mark. Just knowing that what you're doing today is cumulative. And you're moving towards that goal and making ground. Yeah, I love hearing that. What's the future hold for you? I do want to, as we kind of come to the fourth quarter of the conversation, what do you see kind of going on right now with you? I definitely will put, I have from, you know, your link and everything we're going to put in the bio where, and also to actually, let me start with that. I want to back up a little bit. Okay. I think to your point, what you're doing is so great. So don't stop that. Do you have a story that I maybe missed that you want to share? Something I didn't ask. Um, you know, I tried my best to carry some of these conversations, but you were really great. But like, did I not ask something that you want to share with our audience? And then also some, like I said, some final words. And then definitely, 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 Mike, we're going to get into where people can contact you. And the good thing about the pandemic was that people can contact you very easily now, I'm sure. But, <laughs> right. but yeah, let's, let's get into some of the last words or ideas or thoughts, something maybe I didn't ask that you also definitely want to share with, with our group here. I would say, Hami, if we're looking at this journey and we're like, what makes the difference is surrounding yourself with other people that are growth minded, right? If you're in a club that's running, you're going to see typically more improvement than you do running solo because those doubts get louder. So it's surrounding yourself with other people who are growth minded. The second is being willing to ask, Hey, is there anything in my form? Is there anything that I can improve being open to suggestions from people that you've surrounded yourself with? Because Hami, if I look at you and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to start a business that does you know, supplements and all these things. Would it be better if I just went and read, you know, something on the internet or would it be better if I went Hami? This is what I'm wanting to do as a business. This is a, a change I want to make in my life. Being willing to ask questions to get the answers as it applies to you 
just being in that position of openness is super powerful. So I would encourage people find community and find people that, that are in that place that you're wanting to get. They don't have to be the Bill Gates or the Elon Musk, somebody that's further down the road. So if you're running a 5k, somebody that's running a 10k. Yeah. If you're wanting to be a better parent, find somebody that's parenting in the way you want. And back to that, you got to find the person that also is willing to also share the secret sauce. I will say this. Yeah. There's so many people who I found that were very successful and I'll ask them for their not even help or anything. Sometimes I think people think you want a handout when really you don't, but they'll give you the good old work hard jargon and things like that. And it's not about that sometimes. I think like even in professional advice, if you're ever seeking that, there are people out there because even myself, when I wanted to start this company, there was no one really willing to help me. If anything, people were telling me I'm crazy, you know, for trying to get into a supplement world. But I knew runners needed what we were going to make. So no one sometimes sees, I think, your vision. So that's the other thing too. If you really believe in something, you know, I read a, um, there's a story out there. I'll share a funny story with everyone. Uh, Again, we go back to some of our eighties and nineties childhood. So there's a guy in Colorado right now, he's opening up a Ninja Turtle theme restaurant, right? Cool. As crazy as it sounds, it's going to have pizza and food for families. The name of the restaurant guys is Casey Jones. If anyone's going to go look in Colorado to go to this restaurant. But what my wife pointed out in the article, which I didn't even notice, and we both were reading the article, the guy signed a 10-year lease. Wow. It's a hot location in, in Denver, Colorado. If that's not betting on yourself, this restaurant hasn't even opened yet. Right. But he's that confident that it's going to be such a really niche cafe or restaurant, whatever you want to call it, that that part got to me. I was like, as cool as it is about what he's doing, but I'm like, what really now struck me up and I want to find this guy and get him on a podcast. This guy is so confident in what he's about to do and endeavor that he is going to sign or he did. He signed a 10 year late lease for that location. So those are things like you said, those are the people that. If you can talk to them, that kind of confidence, that kind of swagger, that's hard to find. Now back to finding, how can people find you and what do you look for? And what are the types of maybe signs people can say, see in themselves that you can really help get them to that other side of the bridge, so to say. So the stuff that was holding me back and that I find are holding a lot of men back are fear, anxiety, and depression. And that will then play into I'm not worth enough. I don't matter. Just those insecurities, those voices that tear us down that are like quicksand, right? And so those are the things where you may be looking, I want to be happy with my life. I want to have a a great marriage. I want to be that amazing parent. Those are all external outplaying of who we are internally. If I'm mad internally, my relationships around me are going to suck. I mean, yeah. just no way about it. I can't be a good, a good husband and a pathetic man. It just doesn't happen. I tried it. It didn't work, <laughs> you know? So as far as if there's, there's men out there that are like, Hey, I want something better. I know it's there. Reach out. You can hit me up at highcoachmike.com, H-I-C-O-A-C-H-M-I-K-E.com. And there's opportunity there to book a call, you know, as far as, Hey, I want to talk. That is usually the best way to like sit and go, 
Where are you at? What do you want? What's your struggle? Because as much as we're going through similar struggles, what's our pain point can be different. So Hami, you may be like, Hey man, my, my kids, my relationship with them is a struggle where I may be going, Hey, I'm struggling at work with getting a new job. And we could have Steve over there. Who's my marriage is on the rocks, you know? Right. So it's understanding what is important to each man and what they feel is holding them back. So right. yeah, reach out. And if you, you know, are looking for a podcast while you run, Give me a listen at Living Fearless Today, which is where like Hami's having me as a guest. I have other men as a guest to show that it's like we're not in this alone and to give that hope that so often we just feel is elusive. So yeah. I do. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. We'll definitely put everything in the bio here so that, you know, we might if you guys want to reach out to Mike. I'm going to reach out to later today. I will promise Mike I'll get out. We have a Mike is a great friends with also people in this industry and, and in our industry and in this fitness space. So thank you for that, Mike. And you're always welcome here and anything you need. I can't wait. I probably got to, this was very good too. I, I probably shouldn't say this. All of our guests are amazing, but I definitely want to get this one out there as soon as possible. And like I said, we're at three a week. So thank you all our listeners. As I said, always thank you guys. But no, thank you and everyone else. Have a great crush your rest of your day. And Mike, thank you. And, and I'm sure Mike, you and I will stay in touch and maybe have you back like either summer or fall. I'll have you back on. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. It's been an honor. Thanks, Mike. 